We could survive that. We could survive that. We could survive. Hi, quick note before we get into this week's episode. Chris isn't here this week. He's been taken ill all of a sudden. Obviously, hope that he gets well for next week's episode of the podcast. But until then, thanks to the magic of time travel, I have been able to go into the past and find an episode of the podcast never before heard. That'll be the main bulk of uh, this week's episode. But stick around after the end of it if you want some juicy news from this week. But until then, uh, enjoy. Hello and welcome to We Could Survive That, your survival guide to the movies. I'm Jack and today I'm joined by a man who owns a hotel in the middle of nowhere. It's Chris. Welcome to the Hotel California. We don't have the rights to that song. California? <laughs> do we have, I don't think we own the rights to any songs. Yeah, we do. We could survive oh, yeah, we do. We could survive that. We could survive that. That was an on-the-air version. <laughs> a live version of We Could Survive That. The short concert, if you ever come to the We Could Survive That concert. Oh, no, there'll be more in there. There's, I've got an entire song around at home. Pizza Dog Song. The classic. And Penis Dog of a follow-up. <laughs> why, why Penis Dog? <laughs> uh, Quicksilver saves a dog with a huge erection. <laughs> no, it's from, from the Teeth episode, where the dog eats a penis. Oh, yeah. I was going to say we're going to make this show a bit more classier, but since we've gone straight into penis dogs and everything, <laughs> obviously not. But the film we're talking about is a real classy one, Chris, isn't it? Psycho from 1960. A Hitchcock classic, a masterpiece regarded by most people. Have you seen this film, Chris? This masterpiece? This masterpiece. This Mona Lisa of um, filmic iconography. I'm trying to say big words. It's not working. Mm. Have you seen it? Yes or no? Uh, no. Oh. Would you like me to describe in detail the deaths that happen in this film and spoil I have a pretty good you? idea. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Stab. Yes, that's exactly how that scene goes. Is Hitchcock in it? Hitchcock, he sometimes makes cameos. Not in this one, though, I don't think. Not even a shadow? Because I know it's a thing with his shadow and they're all like a silhouette of him. Yeah, he might do. I'm, I don't think he does, though, in this. It's quite have a... you even watched the film? <laughs> I'm going on the fly. Yeah, I have watched it. I'm going to tell you and our lovely listeners how they would survive uh, if they ever found themselves in the Bates Motel. Like uh, the unfortunate first victim, Marion Crane. A series of unfortunate events drives her to the Bates Motel, which starts with um, her meeting up with her lover, Sam, uh, on her lunch break, I think. And they Mm -hmm. canoodle for a bit in a hotel room and they have a chat and go... Hey, I wish I could run away with you and we could live somewhere nice and sunny, but we can't because we've both got kind of dead-end jobs and, and whatnot. Marion Crane and Sam go back to work. Marion goes back to her um, receptionist job. And uh, lo and behold, uh, after she's been talking about not having a lot of money, a client comes in as part of a, of a deal that they've made, uh, asks Marion to go and give this $40,000... Um, in cash to uh, I think a safety deposit box or a bank or somewhere she's she's been tasked with going and putting it in in storage somewhere but um, unfortunately the temptation is too much for Marion and uh, on her way to um, the bank she decides that she's going to take the $40,000 
and run. However, on her way to running away, she happens to stop at a red light and uh, who's crossing the road but her boss, who gets quite a good look at her. Dun, 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 no, dun. not. No, not, no, okay. <laughs> not yet. Um, so throughout the drive to where she's going, uh, she's all paranoid. And like, oh, they're gonna, they're gonna find out that the money's missing, and they're gonna come after me. And they're gonna send police, and I'm gonna go to prison and whatnot. So she's very paranoid. She's very, she's very. Um, Shouldn't she grumpy. have been feeling paranoid, regardless of whether the boss saw her or not? Because the money just vanishes, and she was the last person with it anyway. Yeah, but she's feeling more paranoid about it than she would do. But um, she gets a bit sleepy on the road, and uh, she finds a motel to to stay at. A nice safe motel in the middle of nowhere, Does run she, by uh, a creepy man called Norman Bates. Does she get the uh, the master room in the Bates Hotel? The uh, we could almost say it's the master Bates Hotel room. Why are you saying master? Wiggling your eyebrows, Master Bates. Oh come on! How did you get that? <laughs> Such a disapproving side. We're trying, trying to be high class, Chris. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> There are no high-class masturbation dokes, so... Yeah, they are. The gentleman's handshake. <laughs> it's just a youth. <laughs> it sounds classy, though. It really doesn't, though. So, um... She goes in. She books a room in the, in the hotel and sees the silhouette of um Norman Bates' mother in the um upper... in the main house bit where, where she creepy. lives. Creepy. Yes, it is very creepy. Is this from Black and White? Yes, it is. It is black and white. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. And um, Norman talks to her and she's like, ah, my mother, she's a bit ill. She's not very well. So I have to manage the hotel all by myself. Uh, Wish I didn't have to manage the hotel, but I have to because my mum likes it. And he makes Marion a sandwich. And um, after a a bit more of a chit chat, Marion decides that um, she's going to turn him for the night into her room. And Norman goes back up to the house. And... um, during this chat, she's um, come to the realisation that she probably doesn't want to go on the run with $40,000. So she decides that she's going to turn around the next day and go back home and hand the money back in and, and hopefully be forgiven for her um, potentially stealing the money. I mean, would you forgive her for... No, you've gone way too far. I, you're, in, you're in too deep. You, you've left for 40 grand. Why is, she, why is the boyfriend not with her? It's a spare of the moment thing. She's going to contact him a bit later on when she's right, got a okay. place set up and when she's, you know, gone undercover, gone to ground and, mm-hmm. you know, found a way to spend the $40,000, you know, without drawing too much attention okay. to herself. Okay. But she never gets the chance. Um, she goes for a shower uh, in in the nice uh, bathroom. Yes, you can do this. <laughs> Stab. Yep. So she's in the shower, and um, what appears to be Mrs. Bates, Norman Bates's mother, sneaks into the room, draws back the shower curtain, knife in hand, and stabs her with the classic soundtrack going through. And then scene ends with um, Marion slumping down and her blood circling round the shower drain. God, how cliche. Hitchcock, I expected better of you. It's a a great scene imprinted on everyone's mind. Classic of cinema. But 
if we were in that situation, Chris, mm-hmm. if we were Mariam mm-hmm. and uh, we were in this situation, it could have gone very differently because we are survival experts. Yep. So how would we survive? Well, first off, my good fellow, after stealing the 40 grand, I would have realised I'm in way too deep. There is no going back. So I would have gone to extreme, purchased myself a small handgun. I would have paid a bit extra to uh, speed up the process. Because, um, you know, there's like, you might wait X amount of days before you actually get in and all yeah. that stuff, aren't you? This is in America, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you said dollars, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. Right. Could have been Australia. Australian yeah. dollars, yeah. <laughs> Disney dollars. New Zealand dollars? Uh, probably. New Zealand dollars? Doesn't matter. <laughs> We're not a financial podcast. <laughs> so I would keep this small gun with me. So um, if Just I was in, in case shower, you got into a shootout. Well, just in case the police turned up like, what's her name again? Marion Crane. Marion, we got the police surrounded. Come out with your hands up. And I'd have been like, you tell me, you want to tell me alive, covers. Bang, 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 bang. You know, that type of thing. <laughs> I don't um, think she's that kind of gal, but I want to get into a yeah. shootout. <laughs> But uh, go on. But it's anyway, so I'd have the gun with me and it'd be in the shape. In the shower. In the soap dish. It's a waterproof gun. It's on the soap. <laughs> it's <laughs> on it's the a soap water dish. pistol. You've been calm. <laughs> <laughs> and then as a thing called ball back and the woman would be like, ah, I have a knife. I'd be like, what? What's this? And she'd be like, oh no, I'm sorry. I'm assuming it's the mother. You said it appears to be her. It appears to be the mother. It's not her then, is it? It's not. I won't ruin the plot twist for you. Oh, and it's blatantly obvious. She's already dead, isn't she? Damn it. You knew the plot twist. Yeah, so... um, I didn't know. I just worked it out from that. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's so predictable. And yeah, anyway, so I'd have been like, bang, bang, bang. Or, with that dun, 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 I'd have been like, well, da-dum, da-dum, da-dum. I would have... Jaws wasn't invented yet, so she wouldn't have... Music battle. Which is the better... Jaws. Sound? Jaws, you reckon? Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Marion, she's not the type of girl to, to get a gun. So, without a gun, All right. you've only got the shower curtain and whatnot. I should also to give you the full picture so you can better prepare a survival strategy it's not Norman Bates's mum Norman Bates's mum has been dead for a while now she's a mummified corpse and that's what was seen in the um, in the window uh, Norman had poisoned her a few years back um, because she's got a new boyfriend or something like that I think the boyfriend was also poisoned as well but um, the killer is Norman Bates dressed up as his mother and he does a very good impression of his mother so um yeah it's it's a man in drag basically so presumably although norman's quite gangly and skinny i'd assume he'd have the power and strength advantage and also the advantage of a surprise as well okay are you see arousal he's his mother at the moment so and that's a thing that drives him every time he's aroused he gets angry, or the mother side of his brain gets angry, takes over, and kills whoever he's aroused by. So arousal okay. will make things way worse. Don't use the arousal. Do the opposite. Throw up over yourself, and he's repulsed. And he goes back to norm- his normal, Norman self. And he's like, oh, he's no. He's not Norman self. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he goes back to normal Norman <laughs> Uh no, I'm I'm trying to think of a way to try and use like the shower curtain to like like block the knife. Yeah, pull it down, sort of thing, and like get it, you know, get it over the hand that's holding the knife, and then um, when he pulls it back, mm. pull it in front of you again. So when he goes for the first <laughs> he stab, pulls it, it gets back. caught. <laughs> yeah, you, you keep doing it, that back and forth. Um, but then the, when he goes right, for yeah. the first, the knife mm-hmm. gets caught, and maybe he's like tangled up and trying to get you just run out, get yeah. in the car. 
It's like in um uh is it a zombie land, isn't it? When he's in his apartment at the start of the outbreak and the zombie yeah. attacks him and he's got the shower curtain, hasn't he? Similar type of thing to that, obviously not with the biting. Yeah, do you've got a knife. Yeah. yeah. Avoid the knife. Something like that. I'm assuming she's locked her doors, but he's got I'm assuming he's got a master key, so yeah, yeah. but again, paranoia would kick in. I would push a chest of drawers in front of the door. Okay, just a double... Just in case a police turned up. Or, for I know, this guy does come into rooms at night and he steals stuff. I'm a lone woman, alone. Alone. Yeah. You're a lone woman alone. I'm a lone woman that's alone. Yes, I'm I'm a woman on her own with $40,000 on the run. Mysterious. Super attractive. This guy owns a motel and his last name's Bates. He wants some. So yeah, my chest of drawers will be across the door. Oh. Okay, double paranoia then mm. might save you. And then I would have heard it being pushed. I would have been like, oh shit. Okay, maybe that would have worked. Yeah. Maybe the shower what curtain would thing would have. I'd probably try the shower, the shower curtain, curtain thing. Yeah. It's, it's a yeah. dodgy one, but um, it's better than because just in case I, there's a fire or something in the Bates Motel, you don't want to be like having to try and move a chest of drawers. Mm. It's like health and safety in the 60s wasn't the same, so there's probably not fire alarms and smoke detectors and no. stuff like that. So you've got to be careful. What with floor these are we things. on? Uh, first floor um, the so Bates Motel is like it's the house on a hill okay and then there's a couple of cabins right which are the rooms okay so we could get out for a window then uh, possibly yeah I'm not sure how big the bathroom window would be but okay. uh, it's it's a possibility so okay get up and then but uh, of course the week to survive that podcast uh, wasn't invented in the 60s so um she couldn't marry and couldn't uh, enjoy our witty banter and our survival advice. So uh, she doesn't doesn't uh, survive. And um, Norman comes in as Norman and um, cleans up uh, the body and the room and everything and uh, dumps Marion's car into... I think it's like this bog that's quite close to the hotel. And he also dumps the $40,000 into the, the swamp as well. So he... I don't think... He knows it was. Um, it's like in an envelope, so I don't think he knows it was forty thousand dollars in there because maybe he would have used the uh, money to buy a nice motel, maybe or leave uh, his uh, dead mother behind. So uh, anyway, um, so Marion's gone missing. We cut back to Marion's sister, Lillian Crane, and she's having an argument with um, Sam uh, in a in the shop where Sam works. And uh, she's going, hey, when was the last time you saw her? She's gone missing. It's not like her to go missing. And during this conversation, the badass of the piece, Chris, the awesome uh, private investigator, Milton Arbogast, shows up. My name is Arbogast, friend. I'm a private investigator. Arbogast. Arbogast. And um, he's like, oh, I got some questions for you guys. And... Uh, he, he tries to get to the bottom of this whole situation about why she stole the money and where she'd gone to. And uh, using his detective uh, skills, he uh, finds his way to the Bates Motel where um, he talks to Norman and because uh, Norman's a bit shifty. He's a bit scared of uh, Milton. And uh, Milton's like, hey, can I talk to your mother perhaps? And he's like, oh, um, no, you can't. She's not very well. And um, Milton's like, all right, maybe I'll just have a look around and uh, scope out the place. And um, he doesn't, obviously. Milton doubles back up to the house and uh, goes snooping around in there. Unfortunately, as he's going up the stairs, 
Norman, dressed as his mother, comes out from one of the side doors, slashes Arbogast across the face. He falls down the stairs and um, Norman jumps on him and stabs him a few more times. Ouch. Okay. And that's the end of uh, the awesome private detective, Mr. Arbogast. All right. Short-lived, but um, awesome. Now, this guy would definitely have a gun. Yes. He's ex-cop, so... Okay, here we go it's now. It's safe to assume he does have a gun. Gun out for you. Okay, you're gonna. he's gone to the house. Uh, I'm assuming he's gone there to talk to the mother because he believes she's alive. Yeah, he's talking to Norman, and um, he wants to also get the mother's side of the story as well. Mm. Doing his job properly and thoroughly is good old Milton. All right. Before you know, this mother's a psycho. So you go in, guns drawn. Ready to blow anyone away. But comes at you with a knife. Aye. Or with anything, really. Toast, for example. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah, you got a gun. I would have been just, like more cautious. Is it, what, he gets up to the top of the stairs and then there's a door to the side of him and um, yeah, he's so, um, flying out of that? It's a top-down camera view, so you get right. the whole layout of the room and Milton has just got to the top of the stairs and suddenly with no fanfare Norman as the mother comes out and slashes him across the face so he's not got chance and how many bones would he have broken falling down the stairs I I, I laughed a little bit at the, the scene where he's falling down the stairs because it's just on his face and it looks like he's just sliding down the stairs he's not falling <laughs> he's, just, he's just upright but going down and then he hits the floor but um yeah, you see the terror in Milton's face when he realizes I'm kind of fucked here. So um, does he land on his back or what? He la- he lands on his back, but um, Norman's on him straight away as soon as he hits the deck and stabbing um, at him. All right, I would have. Yeah, I would have gone with my gun already out, not necessarily you know walking along with it in front of me, ready everything, but down by my side because I'd be like, this Norman guy's a bit shifty. I've tracked this missing girl to as this far hotel. as I yeah she yeah well, all I think I've got us as hotel I'm pretty confident in my abilities yeah this guy's shifty I'm technically breaking and entering that's that's enough for me just to get a gun do you know just turning up there would be enough for me to get my gun out <laughs> it's I would have been like yeah it's scary this place is all black and white <laughs> I'm getting a psycho feeling here <laughs> psychic psycho feeling. <laughs> Yeah, so I would have had a gun drawn. Mm. Or, um... Yeah, I would have... What's private detectives? You know, have a partner sometimes? It w- yeah, but I, I, I personally would have would like to have a partner. I'd, I'm more of a partner type Yeah, detective. Milton could have... He could have benefited from having a, a mm. partner. Or mm. maybe taking Sam or Lillian with him because he's in communications with them. He rings them up and says, Hey, I found this shady hotel. I'm going to take a bit more uh, of a look around. You know why he didn't? Because if they were with him, they were technically working with him, and I bet he didn't have insurance to cover them. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> Work yeah. as insurance or something. Mm. So, yeah. But again, 60s, no insurance needed. You could smoke in a pub back then. Smoking oh, was no. actively encouraged. Uh, you could get a sandwich with cigarettes in it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, it's a bit of a toughie, because it's, it's a surprise attack, isn't it, by a uh, crazed... Knife wielding man. Yeah, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just gun drawn, and then that way when he um, 
the slash across the face is inevitable. It's going to happen. Yeah, and then you fall down the stairs, but then you're on your back. With you're the facing... gun already drawn. If he's jumping down at you, you let off two or three shots right into him. Maybe that stops him. It would depend if the fall jarred the gun out of your hand. Because if, if that's the case, then you wouldn't be able to recover in time. But hoping land for the best. Land on your back and bring your legs up. So as he comes down on top of you, he would land on your feet. You can then kick him backwards into the stairs. You're up now. You're on top of him. Again, it would depend on the impact. Maybe in a fist uh, fight. Like, I'm going to assume Milton could take him. Possibly, but with the injuries of falling down the stairs, how big these stairs? I'm picturing well, got, quite well, a small I'm, set I'm of stairs. To, he's Milton. He's about forty, which in the sixties is like seventy <laughs> health-wise. So he's fairly old. The fall might have cracked ribs broken his leg or something like that so in a fist fight yes i would give the edge to milton arbogast in beating norman bates but with all these injuries it would be more difficult Mm. so i like your gun idea as long as milton fell and the gun wasn't jarred out of his hands he'd be able to get a couple of shots off at norman and that would probably kill him and then arbogast would have to get help for his bleeding face and whatever broken bones he's got so um yeah i think i think you've got it chris with the gun idea cool how's it end what happens to the psycho well because they've not heard from milton in a while uh lila and um sam decide that they're gonna go undercover to the bates motel pretend that they're a couple and hire a room and then have a snoop about and they do have a snoop about Lila finds in the basement the body of Norman's mother all shriveled and mummified and uh, behind her Norman comes out knife fully dressed in mother's clothes and he's about to stab Lillian but uh, fortunately Sam comes in grabs the knife and manages to overpower Norman Bates and um, the film ends with um, Lila and um, Sam in the police station with uh, Norman behind bars and a psychiatrist, a doctor going and basically explaining Norman's um, like arousal when he's aroused, his mother's side comes out and kills and um, basically saying he's a psycho and uh, it ends with um, a slow zoom in on Norman and uh, mother's voice in his head going ah we wouldn't hurt a fly we'll show them that we're not dangerous and um yeah and with him staring and smiling creepily at the camera very sinister stuff Hmm. it's a good film chris i would advise giving it a watch well i know what happens now don't i (laughs) so what's the point yeah uh you might also be interested to know there is a psycho 2 um which isn't that good does it continue the story of norman bates or is it something completely no different? it's norman after he's been rehabilitated basically and same actor yeah same actor oh my god yeah um there is a yes uh prequel though the tv show Seri- yeah bates motel yeah is that any mm-hmm. good i've not watched it i don't know i watched like half of an episode hmm. oh and uh psycho also uh notable one for being awesome Two, uh, first film to feature a flushing toilet on camera. Is it really? Yes. Well, I say. Well, you like your toilet humour, Chris, so I why do. not like your toilet facts? But uh, anyway, Chris, 
this classy episode of We Could Survive That, toilet humour aside, uh-huh. um, how would people get in touch with us if they wanted to? Visit the Bates Motel. <laughs> Send there. a letter with Norman. He'll see you're right. <laughs> you can find us in room 312 and 311, respectively. Um, well, parts of us in those rooms. Oh, my God. Up. I know. Mammothad. Um Well, you can email us at wecouldsurvivethat at gmail.com or tweet us at wecouldsurvive. And you can find us on Podomatic, iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher. All the usual All places. All the usual places, yeah. Podcasts. yeah. If you're feeling generous, um, give us some five stars or four stars or however many stars you think we deserve. If you're feeling really generous, donate £25. <laughs> to a charity. Not to us. We don't need your money. Do we? Uh, yes. But yeah, um, that's basically it, Chris. Uh, you normally much. end the show. Okay. Next week we'll be doing another podcast, probably. Yeah. Not sure what yet, but um, look forward to that. So, yeah. Sounds awesome. Right. Um, pretend you're in a shower. No. Anyway, you've been listening to We Could Survive That, your weekly survival guide to the movies. And we'll see you all next week. Goodbye. Okay, it's news time now. Thanks for sticking around. Uh, sorry to bum you out immediately, but this week the news broke that noted British actor Peter Sales, who you'll know from being the voice of Wallace from Wallace and Gromit, and uh, his part in Last of the Summer Wines uh, has sadly passed away. Great British actor. Wallace is obviously one of the more memorable Ardman characters. He's got a, a great charm to him and a lot of that came from Peter's voice acting and performance. And he's left us with a great number of uh, funny and kind-hearted performances. So... Yes, it's a great loss to British acting uh, this week. In other news, to lift up your spirits, the Black Panther teaser trailer dropped and it shows some pretty interesting stuff. The trailer opens up with Ulysses Claw, played by the great Andy Serkis, acting opposite Martin Freeman. Uh, so we get a reunion of Bilbo and Gollum from The Hobbit, just in slightly different circumstances. It'd be good to see how those two play off of each other. Uh, but in this clip that we get, Claw is telling Freeman's character about this place called Wakanda, the home of Black Panther. And we get a few action teases as Claw is broken out of this interrogation room. We get clips of possibly Claw's first trip to Wakanda with a bunch of mercenaries being attacked by the Black Panther. It's got a kind of Batman stalking from the shadows kind of feel as he jumps from the trees and jumps down and takes out these mercenaries one by one. And the um, money shot in this trailer has got to be where Black Panther flips off of one car uh, as it's being tossed into the air and he dives onto another speeding vehicle. Kind of reminiscent of what we saw in his uh, Bucky Barnes chase in Civil War, but this is just a teaser, but hopefully it'll be different enough in this film. Uh, so, yeah, looking forward to that. I think that's out next year. 
we just get a, a coming soon tease. We don't get a release date or anything like that. But yeah, so far it looks good. Whether it will be able to differentiate itself from the other MCU films is yet to be seen. But it looks promising, which is all we can ask for at, at this time. So yeah and given the recent track record of superhero films this year with wonder woman logan and guardians 2 black panther's got to step up if it wants to stand out and yeah all the other superhero films definitely need to up their game this year and next year if they want to stand out speaking of wonder woman it recently worldwide raked in a massive 300 million dollars which is a huge achievement but this has left dc in a bit of a pickle according to an interview that patty jenkins gave this week dc have been working on moving ahead with different dc properties including justice league dark and the joss whedon batgirl solo film with wonder woman doing so well commercially and critically dc obviously want to try and capitalize on this so they're talking about moving the wonder woman uh sequel forward maybe replacing justice league dark i can't see them replacing batgirl because they've got joss whedon obviously on board and he's a in-demand director so they probably don't want to mess around with his schedule too much just in fear of scaring him off because he likes to work on lots of different sort of indie films and things like that small budget big budget he likes to mix it up so i can see them probably knocking justice league dark down a peg or two uh, to make way for the wonder woman sequel which i won't complain about as long as patty jenkins is still at the helm of it and in charge and as long as warner brothers can keep their grubby mitts off of it and not backseat direct patty jenkins uh, for the sequel also news coming out of uh, warner brothers josh whedon has reportedly been making big reshoots of the justice league film uh, this was something i feared that he would do but i'm not concerned at this point uh, firstly because i don't know what he's actually reshooting and secondly i kind of suspect that he is probably shooting more scenes with wonder woman in again the success of the wonder woman film has kind of taken dc off guard so it would be natural for them to react in this way and go people really like and really engage with diana prince so let's give them more of what they want in justice league so I think that's probably what Josh Whedon's doing. He's probably adding in more Wonder Woman scenes. Hopefully he's not trying to reshoot key moments and try and take this film in a direction that it wasn't initially meant to go. Otherwise it's going to end up being choppy and kind of be reminiscent of the way Suicide Squad turned out, which is something that nobody wants at this point. But... I do still have faith in Josh Whedon. My guess is that that's what he's doing, adding more Wonder Woman scenes in. Hopefully, if he's smart. In other news, we got casting for the Godzilla sequel, King of Monsters. 
and also for Godzilla versus King Kong, a Chinese actress uh, whose name I'm not going to be able to pronounce correctly, but I'll give it a go. Zhang Zine, again, sorry if I mispronounced it, has been cast in a, quote, pivotal role for the upcoming uh, kaiju movie-verse. Zhang has been in uh, films like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and also in Rush Hour 2. And she's also rumoured to be in the third Cloverfield film. So, yeah, she'll be a welcome addition to the cast of Godzilla 2. And, yeah, I look forward to seeing what she's going to bring to the table and what that pivotal role might be. I'm not sure whether they're going to go full Godzilla, uh, because there are some really strange elements in those uh, original films. Um, Twin aliens, which uh, help out the Japanese military... Uh, that's a weird one. There are lots of aliens in those original films. I think Mecha Godzilla was originally created by aliens. I might be getting my facts a bit muddled up there, but if I remember that right, then I think it's aliens. But whether they'll bring in aliens into this a new uh, movie universe is yet to be seen. Um, it'd be interesting. I'd like to see Godzilla swat a UFO out of the air with his tail or atomic breath it, but whether it's going in that direction, I, I'm not sure. But uh, we'll see. And that's pretty much all for this week, all the news. Uh, there are a few other stories. Atomic Blonde got a new poster. And of course, Spider-Man Homecoming got a few more clips uh, of the last 10 seconds of the movie that they haven't showed us yet. But I'm not going to get too hung up on that because I've been trying to avoid everything else that Sony and Marvel have been putting out from that film because that second trailer just ruined everything. But I said I wasn't going to get on to it. So if you've got any thoughts on the news, uh, you can email us at wecansurvivethat at gmail.com or any thoughts on Psycho, get them to us on that email and of course twitter where we can be found at we could survive you can also leave us reviews and ratings on itunes leave us a like and subscribe to our youtube channel which is we could survive that and we're on stitcher and podomatic so yeah if you're feeling kind uh subscribe to us there give us a like leave us a comment and i'll read it yeah get into that next week hopefully fingers crossed chris will be back and we'll be talking about tom cruise's the mummy and giving our thoughts on that will it be good will it be bad who knows if you know uh again send us your thoughts on on that film and who knows maybe we'll read them out on next week's podcast but until then thanks for sticking around to the very end of the podcast and um I'll, I'll see you next week. Uh, but until then, keep on surviving. Goodbye.